welcome to a uh, something completely different episode of uh, At the Devil's Ball. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about horror and uh, horror-related films in a uh, positive, constructive manner. This week, we are doing something different. But first, I am Nathaniel. And I am Samuel. And uh, this week, we are uh, we're going to be doing Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Um, a uh, right. what year was that? That was 1993. Uh, called on, yep. yeah, called online the uh, direct to video Batman animated series movie that was too good for direct to video. Um, so uh, if you could follow that, um, right. but that's what I saw uh, people referring to it online. Uh, obviously, the reason for this is uh, the great Kevin Conroy who voiced uh, voiced Batman in the animated series and for many many things after that uh passed away this week so that is why yeah. we are best, uh best batman in the best batman movie so yeah yeah i don't know if it's the best batman movie but it's it's definitely a good one but um but obviously uh Kevin well, Conway, a lot of people a lot of people say it is but yeah yeah no, i know i've seen that too it's not my favorite but it's it's probably the best yeah yeah um yeah, Kevin Conroy, of course, was voicing this. Uh, he also went on to do, uh, obviously, the, well, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the uh, original DCAU, as they call it, the DC Animated Universe, uh, which right. started with Batman the Animated Series and is very much revolving around Kevin Conroy. Um, and then uh, he would also do Batman again in what, like, the video games he did? Is that correct? Right. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, Arkham Knight or whatever, Arkham... Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arkham yeah. Asylum. Yeah, I think he voiced them, voiced mm-hmm. uh, Batman for those, and then I think he would then go on to do uh, Justice League uh, uh, and uh, Batman Beyond. But right, um, but yeah, he uh, he passed away this week. What sixty six? Yeah, yeah, young, uh, very very young. Yeah, very young. Passed away. Did you read what he did die of? I didn't actually read. I didn't read somebody said you know fuck cancer but you know that was yeah, that just somebody be. i know you know said yeah. that so yeah that's uh, the well i mean that's actually that's solid bad you know right if somebody died at 66 but um but yeah he was obviously he was a huge part of my childhood as many people's childhood sam were you yeah. still were you kind of old you were a little older i was a teenager right? when this stuff was going on and but yeah. i still watched it i mean that's a yeah. great show yeah yeah i was in like eighth grade and i remember coming home right. from school and watching Batman yeah. animated series. Yeah. Like that was always on at like five o'clock or whatever, four right. o'clock. Uh it's I get home from school and watch Batman animated yep. series. It was usually blocked with uh like the Spider-Man animated series, right. stuff like that on on Fox. Although like, ironically Fox I had although ironically I didn't see Mask of the Phantasm until like years after it came out. Like I didn't oh, even really? know about it for a while. Like, you know, they marketed it so well. Yes, um, which we'll get into, I'm sure. Yeah, um, they they did such a poor job of marketing it that I don't even remember like it coming out or like. Yeah, I knowing about it. I can't for remember quite a for while. Sure, if I went to it or not. I know right. that when it came out on video, we rented it at my dad's, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like we went to see it. But but uh, anyway, you have uh, vitals. Yeah. this week it was uh, released on Christmas Day, 1993. Um, Directors, it's a it's an animated film, so it's going to have a lot of directors and yeah. uh, a lot of writers. writers. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, directors: uh, Kevin Altieri, Boyd Kirkland, Frank Parr, 
Dan Reba, Eric Radomski, and Bruce Tim. Uh, writers, uh, Alan Burnett, Paul Dini, Martin Pasco, Michael Reeves. Bob Kane was, you know, credited because he's created. This is before they gave uh, Bill Finger, you know, his props. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But Bill Finger, the real creator of Batman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, music by Shirley Walker, uh, who did the animated series TV music. Uh, as far as cast, we have Kevin Conroy, as we mentioned, as playing the voice of Batman. Uh, yeah. Dana Delaney, Delaney um, as Andrea Beaumont. Uh, she would go on to play uh, Lois Lane in the DC animated universe. Yep. Or, yeah, it was, she would go on because it didn't come out till afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, Hart Bachner as Arthur Reeves. Stacey Keach as the voice of the Phantasm and also Carl Beaumont. Uh, Abe Vigoda as Salvatore Valestra. Uh, the great Dick Miller as Chucky Saul. We can't get away from him. Which we No, I, I, I was thrilled to see that at the, <laughs> yeah. the end credits. Yeah, I was. I didn't recognize I, it. I never knew it. Yeah, yeah. me neither. Yeah. Until I was watching the credits. I'm like, oh, it's Dick it's Miller. It's Dick awesome. Miller, yeah. With right. Abe Vigoda and yeah, all those names. I was like, holy <laughs> yeah. shit, they were all in this. Right. Uh, we got John P. Ryan as Bud Spronsky. Uh, Ephraim Zimblis Jr. as Alfred. Uh, Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon, and Robert Costanzo as Detective Bullock, and of course uh, Mark Hamill as the Joker. Yes, and those that for the main cast voices. There's you know a few more, but pretty much tied for my actually my favorite thing in this movie is Mark Hamill's Joker. Right, but yeah, it's so good, and I'm oh it's when he shows up in this particular narrative. I'm like I was actually getting the point. I'm like oh thank God, like (laughs) here you are, Um, because the the but I have one criticism of this movie, and I guess we might as well dive in, starting with yeah. that, so we can then talk about it. But is this this first half drags, um, and um, I really do feel like the uh, it's a little flashback heavy, and it just couldn't help but being like, you know, I, this could use like another fight scene, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then finally, when he's like, you know, hey, it's a joke, I went, oh, oh thank God, um. Well, it's kind of weird. It, it is kind of weird to like the way it's set up chronologically. Like, yeah, as as far as the main plot, I think it takes place between seasons uh, one and two. Or two it's hard to tell now because they're all yeah. clumped together on uh, right. HBO Max. Like season one's like sixty four episodes or something like right, that. Right. It's like yeah, it's I, like three. I seasons. think it took place between two and three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then they have all these flashbacks. It's like, well, you know, you probably could have just picked one, you know, yes. make it a make it a Batman year one or a year two story and just have everything, you know, take place around the same time. Yeah. But uh Yeah. But see, I don't mind the ones I guess I don't mind the ones where he's like trying to be Batman, but right. like um the romance is after the first one, we're like, okay, we get it. Right. right. Um, right. we know okay, he's fallen in love, and that's great. Uh right. that's and that we'll we'll get to that. Um, but um but I couldn't help but think I'm like, you know, this is really eating up a lot of time. I feel like a scene of the two talking probably could have actually handled most right. of this in the present. Right. If you know, Bruce and, and Andrea were uh in a room together and then they were like, you know, they could pretty much just say, like, remember how we were almost engaged while well, we were engaged, right. you know. Um yeah. which is or, how you do or, it. Or even put them you know, put a put all the flashbacks in one scene. You know, yeah. Just have it. You know, 
montage. Do the do the montage and have the little yeah. doodly doodly uh, transitions yeah. between yeah. them or something, you know. Yeah. Although the flashback, the, one of the flashbacks does give us probably what is quite possibly the best scene in the whole thing. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I, but I do find that's that's my one big criticism with Batman: Mask of the Phantasm right. is that first half is uh, a little bit a little flashback heavy. Yeah, I'm yeah. like it's a little bit long, and right. um, and so like I said, I was kind of starting to be like, you know, this isn't the thrill right. ride I remember, and then like joker shows up and suddenly it's like explodes. everything's way better yeah yeah like the energy just goes like up right several notches and you're just like oh uh awesome you know and it's right. probably the only this is probably the only example of joker of me wanting to see the joker show up now but um <laughs> well I'm i mean saying, mark hamill's joker is fucking yeah great i mean yeah it's something it's something special yeah yeah, yeah it always was Right. But, but yeah, you're right. Like nowadays, the Joker is, you know, uh, you grown. Yeah. 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 This show understands and this movie understands he's the, uh, you know, he's the the direct like main villain of Batman. Right. But you still don't you don't make this movie about him. Like, yeah. you know, now it's like everything is if Joker shows up. It's like, OK, this is actually going to be half the narrative. Yeah. Um. Whereas, instead, this you know, is, he's just kind of like a third a third of the narrative the third part of the narrative you know he's just the basic antagonist like right. he's like he's he, even the, the plot comes to him right you know and says like hi we need a villain for the third act and joker's like what i'm your man like <laughs> right. like you know off he goes um but yeah i mean they no, it's it's literally like uh this is actually an example of the joker being used i think quite well right um where he is that secondary villain um right where the main conflict is actually an emotional character driven one and then like the joker's like well someone has to blow things up <laughs> right. know, like so it's gonna be me and off he goes yeah but but yeah nowadays you get like you know you get two and a half hour movie right of him and taxi driver you know <laughs> i haven't even seen that movie uh, have you seen that you movie? know i have and yeah. it was um it was okay that's what I've heard. I yeah. didn't hate it. Yeah. Um, the people who really identify with it creep me out. Oh, the wrong people. Yes. Right. You know, but that's the that could be said for you know any number of films. The people who identify wrong with you know Fight Club or or Blue Velvet. You know, Rick and Morty. Yeah, Rick yeah. and Morty. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a it was a good Scorsese film that Scorsese didn't make. You know. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I don't heard. know if I would go back and revisit it, but uh, yeah. It was all right. I mean, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. I just haven't done it yet. And like it's it's very not it's very not Batman. It's very you yeah, know, not Joker. It's it's just something it, it reminded me in a way of um like the later Hellraiser sequels where they just kind of reskin it. Yeah. <laughs> they take a different story and they just say, Okay, it's a Hellraiser now. Yes. You know, that's yeah. that's kind of like how this joker is like it's not really the joker to me it's it's just some guy with mental issues you know cracking yeah. and you know becoming a becoming a murderer um and then they just said okay it's a joker movie right right, right. Yeah, nothing yeah. nothing he's gotten no claim to fame compared to mark hamill as the joker oh, though I mean, it's just yeah. got there's just nothing there yeah or even remotely close to it. No, no. Even Nicholson, uh, right. 
who uh, Hamill's half doing on the show. Right. Um, but um, but yeah, no, which is still my favorite Joker, uh, live action Joker at any rate. Right. You know. Um, yeah. I don't know for yeah. live action Joker. I I think I'd probably go for uh, Heath Ledger, but uh, yeah, you know, that was just me. a lot of people would. Yeah. yeah, but you know, my money is on best Batman. You ask me best Batman anything, I'm gonna say the animated series. Oh yeah, you know, it's just yeah. It's so far and away beyond anything else we've gotten. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it mixed. Um, and what this movie does well, one of the things that mm-hmm. this movie does well is mixing. Uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, not quite mature reader right. type stuff, but like it, it's. Yeah. We, we've talked before about like you know. Uh, it's all ages, but it has a mature stance. You know, it's, it's... yeah, right. Well, it, it, that's what I mean. We've talked about this before, like with like kids, stuff for kids. Right. Of uh, if you talk to kids like they're adults, it actually works better, right? Uh, in film versus when you do something really childish, like that doesn't translate as well as I think the filmmakers yeah. think it will. Uh, that's Batman animated series to me. That's like when you're right. like, we're, look, we're gonna give you an actual like uh, a story with actual themes. Right. and and uh and concepts right. uh and without it getting and production i mean it's, yes. it's you know before before this you know the best we get was you know like the super friends and that was yeah in every single possible way a terrible show mm. <laughs> from production down you know down to the yeah. writing down to the yeah i guess you know some of the voice acting is okay but it's you know it's not they're not reading lines that you really care about right um but yeah so so this this coming out and being you know still ostensibly for kids but you know made with an all ages kind of slant to it yes like yeah you know it doesn't doesn't hold anything back it doesn't you know like you said it doesn't you know talk to kids like you know little infant children right right it trusts them to come along on the journey and 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 be able to follow what's going be able on. To follow what's going on, yeah. But I know that Batman the series used to get like sad as shit stuff. Right. Like, yeah, I remember some of it. Um, I got more into it later on with uh the Justice League shows, which I'm I'm still a huge fan of. But um Oh yeah, those are great too. Yeah. Um, but uh, in fact that's when when uh that was what I went through immediately when uh I heard about uh the passing of uh, right uh, of the, the man of the hour and uh I, I went to watch um I should have written down like Justice League season two episode eight or uh, mm-hmm. episode ten and eleven uh uh a new world or a better world rather right. which is the Justice League go and meet um uh, end up meeting an alternate reality version of the Justice League who have taken over the world as fascists right. ostensibly and uh, there is a whole scene in which the two Batmans fight and debate the merits and flaws of totalitarianism um it's you know it, I, normal kid show stuff yeah but i mean it, it's done so well that right. you understand the crux of the argument within like what is ostensibly two minutes of scene yeah. like um but it but the idea is that it's kevin conroy voicing two very different characters that sound the same but they don't sound the same right. uh he's he's using different cadence different uh rhythm he's talking mm-hmm. slightly different to make sure you know the other guy which guy is which it's brilliant work yeah um but it's him doing a scene with himself in a voice booth and um it's exciting it's extraordinary um 
I noticed too watching it, uh, obviously watching Batman the Mask of the Phantasm for the first time in a long, long time, <laughs> of the difference between how he voices Batman and how he voices Bruce Wayne. Uh, it's brilliantly subtle work. Like he just puts a little bit more softness, a little uh, into Bruce Wayne, and a little bit more uh, mechanical with Batman. Mm-hmm. And then when Batman gets emotional, it starts to sound like Bruce. It's more it's like Bruce, Bruce, yeah, yeah. Like Batman has no feelings, but when he does, it's Bruce intruding. It's really right. quite. It's just brilliant work. Yeah, I mean, it is absolutely brilliant voice acting. Uh, he was well with it. The only time he did play. He played Bruce Wayne live action once, to my knowledge, on the Crisis on Infinite Earths event on the CW. Mm-hmm. He did appear. I think that uh, what I took earlier, Sam knows, but I'm not going to say it on air, but I think it's starting to kick in. Um, <laughs> but um, but no, I uh, but no, it's really it is. It's uh, it's just extraordinary work. Right. I, 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 oh, that's funny. Live action. He did live action once on CW. Right. He, was, he was good. Did you see that? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't see it, but I saw like the you know i saw some clips of it and i saw the yeah. clip of him as you know Batman, yeah as, and that was yeah. that was cool as shit yeah totalitarian uh, again a totalitarian right. uh crippled batman who right. uh, killed superman and um you know because he was too dangerous to yeah. survive and yeah. it was kind of a big deal to bring batman um mm-hmm. to the cw anyways because they kind yes. of always danced around it yeah yeah so his existence and, as of uh, right now they still are right yeah so yeah you know they finally stopped dancing around the existence of Superman for the for the series, but um, well that was in Supergirl, for, yeah, right, yeah. Right, but I'm saying like eventually they you know they used to dance around that as well. Yes, like you can't have mm-hmm. the two big heavy hitters on there because somehow it confused the audience that there's different versions of you know on TV and in movies. I think like it, when I watched Supergirl after the intro- actual introduction of Superman, they made mm-hmm. it pretty clear that the reason why Superman can't show up is because there's no plot. Once the right. two of them are both there, like they be. Well, it's anything. like when we call the cops in a horror movie. I mean, it was it's just, yeah. you know, or or when people are like, "Well, why did they just call the Avengers?" in, in every you know Never, yeah. Marvel movie, it's like, well, because then you wouldn't have a story, you right? Know? <laughs> right. If you yeah, if like what you know, like why is Captain America doing all that? Why doesn't he call Iron Man? I'm like, well, one, it's expensive to have Robert Downey Jr. Right. in a movie, and two, it's because you know it's like they don't have each other on speed dial like that it doesn't work like right. that i think the i think all three with at least with that um they had said uh i think kevin fiji came out and said like oh they're all happening at the same time all the movies right. so that everybody's yeah. uh, you know the reason why iron man's not helping captain america is because he's, he's dealing busy. with his own shit yeah right uh he's dealing with iron man 3 right now like right. you know please hold but um <laughs> but i think with superman and supergirl it was always like you know it was kind of the same thing like well cal's got his own city right. to deal with but but no yeah using batman was uh was not something that they were really comfortable with doing because uh same thing with the cartoons and stuff actually is that there started to be a little bit of a bat there's always a chance of a bat embargo as they call right. it which is when dc comics is like i think honestly i don't think it's ever been said this specifically but i think it's always a um uh when it's time to renegotiate rights right uh it's don't use them in anything in case yeah. we don't have the rights anymore, in which you know, case we lose nothing right. or it minimizes damage, but it's just like don't use Batman in case we can't renegotiate with uh Bob Kane and Bill Fingers uh heirs. Right. Yeah. 
But yeah. anyways, um, <laughs> but <laughs> did I miss a cue? Shit, I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah. It just it's like just like, a, a we moment. Both, uh, we both a moment out happened. Of the conversation at the same yeah. time. Yeah, but yeah, Batman Mask with Phantasm. So I like I said, right. I think I I think I went to see this in the theaters. I saw it young. I know it was around when it came out. Right. And really liked it. Um, I was you know into the show at the time. Um, what ninety? What we say ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have been twelve um so but yeah like yeah so i mean that would have been my probably would have been type of thing i would have gone to see especially on christmas day i feel like my parents would have taken me to that so maybe i I just don't remember but i know i saw it on tape i remember that yeah yeah and um really digging it uh my memories of it were a little bit were different than what actually occurred when i watched it last night though which was in what way uh, the memory, the way I mem- remembered it was actual like fights with the phantasm, uh, and that the mystery was a little bit more opaque, mysterious. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, because she, she shows up and goes, "So it's her." Right. right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I give know. him credit for like you know using a different voice and uh, making the phantasm's build look like you know the men. In, in the film instead of you know yeah slight slight slighter build for her yeah um although you know i don't know where she was you know had all those hockey pads you know hidden when she wasn't well they don't ever explain what no. her tech is like no, it just no. like she why she can throw up gas and stuff like she doesn't right. It doesn't come from the mask because she doesn't when she takes off the mask so yeah it never explains what the hell it is she can do or, right. how, she's or how, doing she, it. how she got that way yeah you know it's just uh she kind of can just do it uh right. to the point that it may as well have been magic a superpower right. you know could have just been like where'd you get your superpowers yeah. like you know oh, i went to nanda parbat like oh okay you know and it's 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 weird that batman <laughs> is uh con- so confused by uh you know smoke bombs uh, yes <laughs> it's not it's not something he should be you know un, un- yeah unknown to him you know yeah yeah that's like one of his and even first, in that series of, yeah mean, he uses them yeah. all the time he uses them all the time yeah well yeah in any cartoon it's uh it's just a great way for animation to skip right. a running you know yeah right uh you just throw up smoke bob and then when the smoke clears the guy's gone and you're like well he moved over there he didn't right. have to see any of that we didn't have to animate it but um but yeah yeah no it is he's he's a little bit uh also, they they were like, you know, they, she calls him the world's greatest detective, and I'm like, is she mocking him because right. he's like, he's not figuring it out at all. <laughs> no. Like he figures out very little in this movie. Stuff just happens. Right. Um, I think that I think you know the intention was that you know because he's you know emotionally invested, he's not yes. like you know on his A game. Yeah. I I want to say that was the intention. I I have nothing really in yeah. far as you know proof of that. Yeah. But. It, it would jive with you know the general story yeah i think the, i think you're i i agree i think that's supposed to be the idea is that he couldn't right. possibly see her as a possibility because right but um but I mean, no, maybe it's also a little bit of meta on our part when we're like you know <laughs> same thing with uh hush when jeff Lowe brought hush and mm-hmm. that was like who is hush and i'm like i don't know probably the guy that just showed up right <laughs> that knew that we never that knew bruce from years ago but yeah uh, we never, never heard about before, before. Yeah, right. I'm like, it hey, could it possibly be him? Um, Who knows? Which is why I like the uh, animated version of Batman Hush better than the comic because the co- the movie actually has, I think, a better thought out ending that you don't see right. coming. But um, have you watched that? 
I have, but I don't remember. I don't remember the ending, to be honest. Oh, well, spoilers for Batman Hush. If you want to watch right. it, but it turns out to be Riddler. That right. Tommy Thomas Elliot is the mm. uh, red herring. Like Batman's pretty sure it's him pretty for pretty quickly, and then he goes, "Well, he just got like run over by a car, so it's not him." Uh, and it turns out it's the was the Riddler's long game. Riddler found out he had a uh, tumor that was going to kill him. But yeah, like like Riddler goes and becomes a. Uh, uh, super powered at the Lazarus pits, and it, it it was it was, it's all just like sort of this like he's got a tumor and he wants to like, get right. Um, it's a it was right. but it was a it, I think it was a more interesting ending than Jeff Lopes. Uh, it was the uh, this guy that suddenly knew Bruce from way back. Right, like yeah. Well, I think I think Jeff Loeb like when he wrote Hush, like I think like this the strength of that story is in the story, not the ending. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, any ending that you know improves upon it is good yeah um but you know so they made this this thing in like eight months which is insanity yeah. mm-hmm. um usually it takes two to four years to do an animated movie but uh i guess you know part of it helps is that you know they had the the setup already because they were doing the show mm-hmm. everybody knew what they were doing but like like i don't know just like i can't believe like such a such a the strong product came, you know, such, yeah. such a short deadline, you know? Yeah. Was that, was that a deadline or is it just how they finished it? No, they just, the oh. like, they just gave them like a year to do it. Like mm-hmm. they basically, you know, were originally going to have them do it, you know, as a, as a direct to video uh, movie. And then they decided that they wanted to do it theatrical. And, you know, once you decide to go theatrical, then, you know, you start having to, you know, have have to put dates on that, and I, I'm guessing that because I, I wish I knew when the next Batman movie came out, but I want to say it was like '94 or '95. Yeah. So they probably they probably didn't want to, you know, have it the same year as that. Because mm-hmm. uh, the next Batman movie would be would it be forever or? Uh, uh returns be. hadn't happened yet. I don't think. Or did it? Returns. Batman Returns was like, I don't know. Let's see. Is it ninety one? So yeah, it might have been coming. Yeah. So yeah, Batman Forever would have been probably the next movie. Yeah. Returns was ninety two. Yeah, ninety two. <laughs> sorry. Returns was ninety two, and Forever was uh, ninety five. So it might have been. Okay. You know, but they they were working on a third Batman movie before. You know, Tim Burton left, and and they yeah. had to reschedule. So I'm guessing they probably were aiming for a, a 94 release, um, which would box them into you know being then because you don't want to compete with your own property, obviously. Right. Um, well, so let's talk about like the music because I think the music yeah. of this is doing a lot of lifting. Um, you know, Shirley Walker's music is mm. just phenomenal. It's it's like operatic and you know high stakes and it's a more elevated than even the, the show was um how do you feel about the music what what are your impressions on that uh no i loved it um and one of the things that i noted with this i think the same reason why the uh the animated series was kind of working in general was its similarity to the work of burton and elfman right uh the theme music in this movie is very elfman right and uh 
but no, it's great music. It's uh, it's uh, really quite effective stuff for sure. You know, I saw I saw online some people think that this was actually like produced by Tim Burton, which yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it wasn't. No, he had nothing nor, to do with it. Nor was yeah. the show. No, he had um, nothing to do with it. But, yeah, but they kind of went you know to those films as like you know touchstones to yeah that was the style yeah i think it was it was supposed to kind of tie into that you know it was supposed to be i think originally yeah maybe, yeah but no i meant like in terms of marketing like they were just like oh, you know right. well we've had these two successful gothic-y you know right. tim burton movies so we're gonna make the animated version of that right uh same thing with like so uh turn like know, the arc deco style up to 10 instead of you know eight you know yeah yeah, it was kind of like the same thing happened with um, with like the Avengers. They had the uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes animated series. Then that mm-hmm. got but basically the movie hit, and that show kind of went away. And they made one right. that was more closely related to the movie, so oh, okay. sort of the cartoon version of the movie. So yeah, like I think that's how they just do it, where they're like, "This is supposed to attract the audience of that over here." Right. Um. So yeah, I mean, I always felt the show was the show in general in this movie were all very uh, uh, influenced by all that, and I think the music right. is a, very much a, a, a sign of that. Yeah, and I I remember when the show you know was first announced or you know when I was getting ready to come out, like I wasn't like immediately interested in the show, like right uh, be, because because I thought it was just like a a TV version of of the movie, right? Like. And then I watched the show, and it was an amazing show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I almost missed. I almost missed the boat entirely, just thinking that it was, you know, connected to. Yeah. The Burton movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, not that always... I have anything against the Burton movies, but I would. Right. I just like was thinking it was. Oh, this is going to be a TV version of the movie. It's not going to work. It's going to be, you know, stupid. Right. Kids, you know. And then it's like, oh, this is actually, you know, some of the best Batman storytelling ever. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, pretty much. Uh, I wonder if that's the difference between if that's our uh, like our three year age difference when it comes to childhood. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's where that matters. I think where right. it's like something when I was twelve, it would have been like I don't. This could have been you know Super Friends right. again, and I probably would have watched it at twelve. Yeah, that's you know. Uh, right. But when you're but you like wouldn't 15, watch it at forty, you know. Right. Right. No. 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 Absolutely not. No. I mean, like, yeah. uh, I mean, well, maybe actually, when we now watch right. animated shit. Yeah. you know as a matter of course uh if it's but connected if it's, to something but yeah not if, not if it's terrible uh, you know oh no no yeah. yeah i mean i i've actually thought about looking at um some of the animated stuff they've got for younger kids to see if it like how it compares to that right. but i mean like teen titans go i've only seen the movies but they're adorable i right. mean like you know i can't and they're funny you know they've got plenty of stuff in them for actual comic fans who are in the you know parents right. set but i mean i loved them yeah but but no i mean i think at but however the difference is that like at 40 uh, mm-hmm. i'll kind of watch whatever with an educated right. eye but when you know when for example when this came when batman animated series came out if i were 15 or 16 i don't right. i probably would have had the exact same response you did just i don't yeah. know about i don't know if i really want to do that right. um you know but no a 12 year old I was like, yeah, okay. I'll right. watch a Batman show or I'll give it a shot. Um, you know, I get home from school in seventh, eighth grade and be like, you know, hey, yeah. Batman, the animated series is on, right. so I'll watch that. Um, 
but yeah, maybe at uh, at forty, no, or at more like at sixteen, no. Like right. I probably would have been like, no, nah, I'm too cool for that. But, <laughs> right. You know, I'm too. I am too grown up. Where now at forty, I can stuff, actually, yeah. yeah, I can actually right. watch kids shit and be like, oh, this is adorable. I like this. But yeah, even even being a few years older, like you know, this yeah. was still a formative uh, experience for me. This was, you know, I had already. I'd already been reading comics for a while, but uh, like yeah. it totally changed, like you know, my perspective on on Batman and Batman storytelling, <laughs> and you know, to now to now it's you know it's the touchstone of everything Batman for me, and you know, really in a large part, um, yeah, formative of my sense of sense of style, you know, in general. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, definitely, um, yeah, it really is. And uh, to your point of uh, it kind of being like the touchstone of Batman storytelling, um, uh, our good friend Stephen King, uh, not the at Stephen King, but Steve King, uh, right. who's been on our show a few times, actually, uh, when I posted last night on social media that we were, I was watching it for this, uh, right. he commented uh, mentioning specifically and quoting the uh, scene uh, in the graveyard. Right. Bruce is talking to his parents' grave. And he was like, it's the most, he's like, it's the most... I, I don't think he'd mind me kind of quoting him, but he right. said it's the most vulnerable and emotionally access, uh, accessible. I think that's what he said right. of uh, 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 that we've ever seen the character and how he had wished more writers would have taken note of that. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. I'm like, you know, right. this is it is kind of a shame that we don't see this side of Batman very often. Right. Um, and um the scene, of course, we're talking about is that he uh, it's actually quite profound. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of the things that ca- I caught on to. There are two scenes in this movie that I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm in love with. And one is that right. uh, where he's he's uh, he's thinking about proposing to Andrea and he uh, and he's trying to become Batman at the same time and realizes he can't do both. And so he's starting to lean in favor of being with Andrea instead of being Batman and he says, uh, but then he goes to his parents' grave, uh, conflicted and apologetic, talking to his parents about how right. upset he is that he's moving on, um, right. which is a real thing. We don't a uh, real thing in real life that I don't yeah. think we see much of in fiction, which is when uh, feeling better is a betrayal. Right. Uh, and he says uh, in that scene when he yells, you know, he says to them and like he's like, it, it doesn't hurt as badly anymore right. yeah and he's guilty about that he's like yeah. you know i'm starting and he, he has that breakdown of you know i didn't i'm sorry i didn't expect to be happy right. i never expected this to to be in a position where i would be happy and to have him be begrieved of that when you know he's like he's betraying right. their memory by being happy um you know and not i mean you always think it's something we don't think about, I think, too much or, no, or shown too much. It's it's not a stage of grief that's really talked about. No. You know, when when you when you're finally, you know, you're through the acceptance part of it and you know, you start you start to move on with your life. And you know, there's there's always a, a point, I think, where yeah, like it hits you like I'm moving on and like you're like, you know, if you feel like that's like you said, a betrayal, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the idea of him talking to his parents, parents and saying, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not right. an angry psychopath. 
Like it's, <laughs> right. but you know, I mean, like it's such a powerful thing. Yeah. And I mean, it's something we don't see a lot of with Batman. No. Um, and especially not in those years. Like we don't know much about Bruce's life. We know when he was, he was 10 years old, his parents get shot. You've right. seen it a million times in every damn adaptation, except this one, this yeah. movie doesn't bother. Um, it, it knows you'd already know it. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't bother at all. Uh, but uh, there's no pearls hitting the pavement in this movie. <laughs> um, thank God. Right. Uh, but um, God, you said you're tired of Joker. I'm tired of seeing his parents. Parents die, killed. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's one of those two things that it's like. Well, Joker, Joker's happening multimedia though. Joker's right. in everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, there are like three or four active Jokers like right now. Right. Um, to the and even the comics use them too much now, where he comes back to bump up sales. Frequently, right. but uh, but no, his parents being dead, we don't need to see anymore. Everybody knows how Batman got became right. Batman, everybody knows that. Uh, everybody knows Spider Man got bit by a spider, everybody knows right. uh, that Batman's parents were killed, everybody knows Superman rocketed to a planet for, to Earth from Krypton, right? Don't need to see it ever again. Uh, children are born knowing that information, right? Um, but no, I think uh, but the thing is, we, what we don't see, I think, a lot of with this character, uh, I don't know if we've ever actually really seen it. The closest maybe was Batman Begins, which is the idea of you're 10 years old, your parents die. He becomes Batman at like 19, right. 20 in, in the comics. I mean, but at least we're talking 12 years of holding on to that. Right. That's your entire goal in life now is I'm going to avenge my parents and hanging on to that for 12 years, like, you know, you know, I, when I was 10 years old, if I got into my head that some, I wanted something to happen, I'd probably forget about it in like three days. Right. You know, uh, even now at 40, I'd be like, you know what, I'm going to try and uh, I need to start running. Be like, right. no, you won't do it and, and you won't do it tomorrow, man. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. But stupid yep. brain. But. But no, we don't see that, like the idea of right. what it would take emotionally to stay angry uh, for 12 years. And this movie, I think, is really interesting, is showing that that like, his, his whole, the, the answer to that question is desperately. How do you right. hold on to that? Desperately. Yeah. Uh, I can't, he can't figure out life without it. And it's such an interesting and emotional uh, entry level to the character I don't think you're expecting. No. And, you know, by the time this, of course, is the, one of the flashback scenes. So yeah. by the time, you know, we get to the modern day scenes, like you can tell that he's like, you know, moved on from that. Like, you know, this Batman in the show and in the movie isn't, you know, Robert Pattinson's Batman where, you no. know, he's just just a rage monster or, you know, he's he's a more healthy version of of batman yeah i think it was uh i can't remember the storyline but there was there was one where uh like i want to say jeff Loeb like like uh explained like batman needs a robin Mm. um and i know on the show i think by this point like i think he, he had robin um by the point the movie came out so i don't know if he was off to college or or what but uh oh uh, i think it's supposed to take place before that i certainly uh, don't there's certainly no reference to robin and master right. phantasm 
I had wondered that myself because I uh, I had actually a couple of nights ago. Oh, we didn't do it this week, but uh, what'd you mm-hmm. watch this week? And I was going to kind of mention like, oh, yeah, I right. watched a couple of other Kevin Conroy Batman movies I hadn't seen right. before. Um, but I watched uh, Batman, uh, Mr. Freeze, um, Sub-Zero, Sub-Zero yeah. and Batman right. Mystery of the Batwoman. And both of those have Robins right. uh, and Batgirl. They're canon, I think, within the animated series. Yeah. Uh, but they and so like Robin is around, but then it's in Sub Zero, which I know it was later seasons of the show was Batman, Robin, and Batgirl are all major characters, right? right? Yeah. Um, I think I stopped watching by that point, but right. Like I remember, I think when I looked through episodes of Batman the Animated Series, the ones I remember like the first two years, right? Um, and then I think Robin shows up, and I think even at that point, like fourteen year old me would have been like pass. You know, Robin, Robin means this, Robin means this shit gets huggy, you know, like everyone's going to start crying. Um, But um, I don't think that's probably the case, but now, now, now at 40, I'm like Robin's Brad character, right? You know, Robin's awesome. But uh, when you go back, any of them really, yeah, uh, they're like four of them, but um, five, if you count Stephanie Brown, which you should, she was technically Robin, but I don't want to get those people on me. Holy shit. Yeah. The Stephanie Brown fans. But yeah, the, um, yeah, the five Robins. Um, but now I like him, but yeah, back in when I was a kid, he was a kid stuff character, right. you know, uh, you didn't really read stuff with Robin. In it. Tim Drake was okay. Yeah. I remember as a high school kid, we were like, well, Tim Drake's all right, but anything that happened before Tim Drake that had Robin in it, if it didn't involve that Robin being beaten with a crowbar and blown <laughs> up in a warehouse, right. Uh, it wasn't, uh, don't read it. You know, Dick Grayson only gets interesting in Titans. Like he was never interesting as Robin. That's always the comic book world's response is, you know, don't, but that's not true. If you actually do go back and read other stuff, like Robin's always been cool, but I don't think you want to say Robin's cool when you're, no, especially when you're, yeah, you're 12 to 16. Like, yeah, like that's, that's baby stuff, you know? Yeah. You don't want to. Which is what he was made for originally. Right, yeah. But yeah, but um because he was too scary back right. in nineteen in the nineteen thirties. They were like, Well, we need a and everybody had to have a kid at that right. point. Everybody had to have a teen sidekick because the with a rationale of kids read to the kids want their own representation. Like right. kids want to see other kids when nobody wants kid, to be no, Robin. Nobody wants everybody to be Robin. Wants to be Batman. Batman. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like the entire point is wish fulfillment. Like nobody wants to see right. uh, you know, Superboy is fine, I guess, on his own, but kids are still gonna yeah. want to be Superboy. Yeah, Superman. Like nobody wants nobody wants you know, they had they had, you know, years of this series, but nobody wants to be Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. I mean, that's no, never not never really happened. You know? No, though, that, although that would be pretty cool. I think when you get older, you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, that would be pretty cool. But I don't have to do any of the like, you know, the, the world saving stuff, you know, going to different dimensions and, and galaxies. But I can yeah, just, like, yeah. like, you know, I got Superman on speed dial, y'all, you know, that's right. You know, I'd just be like, yep. well, I can use my signal watch fucking call. Right. Him. Like, what'd you do today? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's um, not to mention the job security. You're the uh what a, what a way to get uh be a famous photo- photographer is like you know right i take i i i've got superman in my city man i'm like right i'm gonna take uh you know take all those photos but no nobody wants to be robin right. uh nobody wants to be commissioner gordon mm-hmm. they want to be batman you know but um not enough gordon in this movie no but uh hey you know well i get it because you know they want the cops to be on his ass on batman's ass and you know that really wouldn't work with Commissioner Gordon. Like, it does, you know, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I mean, that's kind of what the thing is that day. Jim Gordon's not really in it, except to say, I'm not going to be in this because <laughs> right. he's not he's not going to have any part of he actually I think that's the last time we see. Yeah. him. He says, I'm not going to help you hunt Batman and walks out and then we don't right. see him again. It's Bullock right. leading the task force. Um, But um, and by, by the way, what a cowardly move to not name him Eckhart. Yeah. You know, yeah. just just name him Eckhart. He's right. Eckhart. You know, when you when I first saw Lieutenant Bullock in the, I think Bullock actually had more of a background in the comics, but mm-hmm. even at this point. But when I was twelve years old, and I was like, "Oh, come on, that's just that's, that's just that card, yeah. right?" That card. Think Can't about the him. future. Yeah. Can't be him because he's dead. You know. Yeah. No. Every and I love, by the way, that everybody everybody who's ever was into Batman at that time can remember Eckhart immediately. Right. And they just remember yeah. his name. Yeah. Uh, they remember the line Eckhart. Think about the future. Yep. Uh, I remember at a bar once, uh, the uh, uh, bar back would be hanging around behind the bar, and this it was mm-hmm. some costume night, and a guy showed up in a, uh, you know, hat and jacket, and he was a, a heavy right. set guy, and the and, uh, the bar back looks at me, and looks at him, and puts his thumb hands out like a fake gun, like, Eckhart. Right. Think about the future, and I could start, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing, and right. everybody that could see it that knew the reference. Was yeah. like, oh my god! It's we. I understand that immediately, but everybody else was, uh, it was confused. But I love that everybody just remembers it if they're a fan of that movie, like Eckhart thinking about the future. But uh, yeah, Gordon does leave. Um, I segued into something without meaning to, and I didn't mean to do that right. to you. But um, yeah, but yeah, Gordon, no, Gordon I, leaves. Yeah, Gordon leaves, and the says, cops "I'm out of this movie. Fuck this." Yeah, yeah, I'm out of this movie, and mm-hmm. I kind of dig that. It didn't occur to me until like long after I finished watching the movie that that actually mm-hmm. is the point where Gordon leaves the narrative. Right. Um, but no, I love the cop angle because it's the other scene that I really love is when he's on the run from the cops. Right. It's such an interesting chase, uh, and he's he has to dish the cowl. They right. make it anywhere, so he knows they're going to find out. Not only you know, they're going to arrest him, but they're also going to see everybody's going to see it's Bruce Wayne. Right. Uh, no one can protect him, and he's terrified. It's such yeah. an interesting scene. He's on the run. Uh, it's not like uh, Christian Bale at the end of Dark Knight, where like you know, fuck it, I could take dogs. Like this right. is uh, this is a Batman going. I don't want to get caught. Right. Like I don't have. Uh, there is no way out of this scenario. And you see him more and more desperate as the chase goes yeah, on. Yeah, as the chase you know, goes on, he's more and more bloody. And he's just... They're getting him more locked in, you know. You know, it starts off on rooftops and then, you know, devolves into him, you know. Alleys and scaling yeah, a fence. Well, first, yeah, first, you know, going through a you know, through a, um, a half-constructed building and then, yeah, it's alleys and, you know running away from the cops on foot you know yeah actually you know that i didn't that didn't occur to me but you're right yeah it's a progressive that their uh sense of claustrophobia is definitely in that scene where they keep uh specifically changing venue to tighter and smaller and smaller locations no that's brilliant holy shit i didn't even catch that and then you know they have them coming out of the you know the one (laughs) the the tidy little alleyway you know and finding you know this his salvation at the at the end yeah of the tunnel yeah which you know was his love interest so right right no yeah it's a brilliant scene that i caught I, that i was I, like yeah. oh yeah okay at the end is you know the end of this journey is her so that's the right. you know maybe there's a chance for him bit that i caught i didn't right. catch the narrowing field but um that's really interesting too i'm, I'm yeah. glad you mentioned that because i yeah that didn't didn't connect with me the way it should have right um 
No, it's brilliant. Yeah. Although I still I couldn't help but question how she got there that fast. But but uh, you know. But she's who is she's she? the phantasm, right? Yes. Yeah. She was up on the roof just five minutes ago too. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Batman never asked that question. But wow. and at first it, it, I was like, what the hell is this? this is a plot. This is a plot hole. How did she? How did she get here? Right. And I was like, well, no, she's the phantasm. She was he right was there. Just- so happy to have a shit yeah you know, safe from the fire that he didn't even think yeah stop to think about well it's like we mentioned at the top of the yeah we mentioned at the top of the show that i think the the, the insinuation here is that she mixes up his head anyway right. um so like yeah like he doesn't it never occurs to him even when he's like directly saying like i know your i know your father's involved like what's going on right. and she's like i don't know and he's like i guess i believe you and like leaving, <laughs> right you know but uh, you know, it's uh, I you know I actually two days ago I was kind of practicing my Kevin Conroy voice, and I'm like, now I, I know I won't be able to do it while I have a microphone in front of me. But I was getting there; I was getting pretty close. Right. But uh, now I guess when I do Batman, it's just ends up being Christian Bale. Yeah, like, swear to me, which worked exactly <laughs> once. I, right. I, in my opinion, I don't, I don't particularly like Christian Bale's Batman. No, um, I, mean, I don't like his. I'm not, I'm not sure about his voice. Uh, his voice was a little yeah. bit comical. Um, I liked it the first time he used it, though. That's what I'm saying. Right, like the right, first yeah. time he's like, "Where is he?" Like, I don't. I, I swear to God, I swear to me. Like, right. it was like, well, it, it's great that I'm like, well, yeah, Batman would be scary as shit. And I think you that's ever the seen the uh, you ever seen the college humor of oh, Batman I love parodies? The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to figure out his voice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite one, yeah, Batman, Batman versus Superman, like, you know, like, you know, which newsie did you, did you yeah. make Clark Kent on? He's, he's, <laughs> he's going through through voices and he's like, he's like, Al Pacino, you know, Al Pacino. He's like, yeah. oh, you don't know if it's Al Pacino, I'm Al Pacino, what is Al Pacino doing tonight? <laughs> yeah. No, I do remember that one, but yeah, my yeah. favorite is the Superman one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my best, so my worst villain is Bane and he's straight up broke my back <laughs> right i would use but your heat vision to burn up bane's arms <laughs> yeah. uh yeah you're using it to eat some grandmother's tea yeah is that porridge too is cold, that for porridge too cold madam uh yeah no i, I sorry uh, yeah, i do gold yeah it is really is yeah. yeah it's just it's a really smart but it's but actually... it shows the importance of you know the voice and I, yes i think yeah what i think the biggest misstep of the uh the Nolan Batman, other than demanding that it be "quote unquote" grounded, grounded in um, reality, yeah. right? Um, was was that voice? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even even I think even Zack Snyder, I think, did it better with you know the kind of uh, computerized voice. Yeah, the voice modulator, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, which would actually and, kind of make more sense than yeah. affecting another voice all the time. But yeah, right. Yeah, I hate when we have to acknowledge. That Snyder's movies do something better, right? It, it does suck. It yeah. just, you know, part of my soul dies. It feels wrong. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm gonna have to pray or something tonight. I right. don't know. You know, I think I just sinned somehow. But, but no, I think you're right. Uh, and Affleck's Batman was not that bad. I don't no. think anybody's Batman's been that bad. No, um, just the movies that they're in, you know, might not. Yeah, or they're or they're doing the or like George Clooney, who I think he's doing the wrong performance for the movie he's in. Like right. it's you know, um, but no, yeah, we never really talked about the the new Batman, the the, the Batman. No, I when I brought it up uh, in a conversation, you hadn't seen it yet. That was right. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, but no, I'm it's still it, trying to wrap my head around that one. You know, 
Yeah, I'm. I I still feel like I I feel like if that movie had jettisoned um, Catwoman's plotline, which I hate to say because it sounds very like chauvinistic, but like right. really, it's the thing that the, that there are two story. There's two Batman movies happening at once, and one of them right. needs to go. And the one with Catwoman, I think, was a little was just the plot wasn't quite as was quite there right. versus uh, the Riddler, Batman's dad stuff. Yeah. Uh, Worked for the most part, although I don't particularly care. Like I just thought I was like, okay, you're just doing Heath Ledger's Joker again, right? All right, but except for when Paul Dano's out of the mask at the end, he has that one scene yeah. where he's phenomenal. But uh, oh yeah, um, with his you're supposed to understand. Uh, I mean, like, I dug, I I dug his his Riddler. Like, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot like Joker, but like the the social media aspect of it you know with him being like QAnon was was pretty great <laughs> yeah 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 i mean the thing is that and i i said that like like the catwoman plot should be jettisoned but i, I even though i liked her as catwoman i thought she was right. great um i just mean the story the story of uh of her finding her dad's killer in in this movie doesn't yeah it makes the movie about another 30 and it minutes. wouldn't be a, i was gonna say it wouldn't be a three-hour movie at that point either <laughs> yeah i actually remember when i saw that movie I think he resolves the Catwoman one, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then he's like, and then suddenly someone calls and says like Batman the Riddler, and I went, oh that's right, there's a whole other <laughs> climax, right? And I'm like, oh my god, we're here for another forty minutes, and sure enough, we were. Yeah. But yeah, there's literally a point where he wraps up one of these wraps up like two plots, and then I go, oh my god, we've got another fucking reveal. We're gonna right. be here for another half an hour, and yeah, it really did keep keep going. Uh, which is why I was like, you need to jettison one of these plot lines, and honestly, right. it needs to be the mob. Um, you know, make right. that Batman too. You know, right? The other, I guess, going back to uh, to this movie because we keep digressing, we keep running around, wandering off. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to our points, and if we want to ramble on right. about Batman a little bit more, we can. But yeah. yeah, how many times do we have chances do we have to talk about Batman on the show? Very true. Not many. Not yeah. many. Not many. Uh, you know. <laughs> Even even with us, you know, kind of working around, you know, expanding our focus, I think uh, there's only so many Batman movies. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just worth talking about anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but going back to this one, like yeah. the other the other plot point that's well, that's maybe it's not a plot point, but it's the other thing that struck me this watch through is, you know, the metaphor of the uh, the Gotham World's Fair. Um <coughs> Yeah, being, you know the decrepit, you know, Gotham of the future, and yeah, you know, the, the and show, his future, right? Yeah, yeah. Future. He goes there on his date, where it's like right. you know, Andrea. There, when Andrea even says, like, you think, you know, Batman says, you think we'll see a future like this someday, right. and she's like, oh, I don't know, maybe if we work hard. I'm like, what right. are we talking about? It's yeah, the, it's exactly. smart writing, like you know, right. it's Bruce doesn't know if maybe if the better world is possible. And she says, right. well, sure it is. We're looking at it. You know, actually, yeah. no, I think it's right. I've got that reverse. I think she's the one who says, do you think we'll ever see it? Right. And he says, uh, yeah, maybe we will. And I think right. that's when he's like, you know, falling in love. Right. You know. So first he's like, huh, what? Because he's ogling the car. But <laughs> yes. Yeah. But no, but the, for the metaphor. Yeah. I mean, right. like, it's basically she says, you know, we think we'll ever have yeah. a future like this. And when he says, yes, it's. Right. supposed to be that moment where he's forgiving himself you see this you know? you know throughout the modern day part of it it's just this you know derelict desiccated you know yeah joker is living there condemned yeah the joker's living there yeah for God's sake. joker's moved in and perverted right. it for his own yeah. 
Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's cool. a metaphor for both Gotham uh, for America and also right. for Bruce Wayne. You know, yeah. this is the moral, you know, bat, also just the reasons this for is him the world being he almost there. had. You're right. Yeah, there's reasons to being there. He's there for a date and seeing. I'm seeing a brighter tomorrow, and then right. go there when the Joker lives there, and like, well, this is where I've ended up. Right. You know, this is the future I have. Uh, it's pretty grim. It's actually yeah. not. It's not a pleasant metaphor and that's one thing they said you know on all the different things i looked up everybody mentioned that uh you know they said that these flashback scenes were supposed to be like you know you want you want things to turn out right but every time you go there it gets worse you know yeah no yeah totally right yeah no it's uh i guess that's a really interesting idea of uh of that, and it's one thing I, I going from that, I would say that's another thing I think is kind of weak is honestly, Andrea is kind of weak, I think. Right. Um, but the phantasm ends up being way weaker than I think the phantasm should be, um, particularly in the sense of there. The I see it there because mm-hmm. I'm looking I'm looking for it. So I see the whole parallel, uh, you know, what they're talking about that, you know, she knows who he is. Uh, you know, she's obviously he's an inspiration for the phantasm. Uh, right. you know, all of that is is clear to me, but it's not made clear narratively. I think. I think it's kind of a botch metaphor, even though I you can see it because you, right. Uh, you know, we we watch this stuff for that, but um, but no, it was one of those things. I was like, really, this this, and that's when I started thinking, like, you know, back to it, be like, wow, there's a lot of flashbacks because I'm like, we need yeah. more. More fantastic. Her, yeah, yeah. Of, of her transition. You know, uh, we need to see, right. you know, because there's a little bit of like, you know, or even more action with her. I mean, yeah, because basically, in you know, both of the both of the scenes that uh, come to mind when she's you know actually doing the phantasm thing, you know, which they never they never actually call it the phantasm in in, in the story, which no, you know, they never they never named the the thing no but um you know she kind of like shows up you know menaces them until they you know fall and kill themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they, yeah they scooby they scooby-doo around until they hurt themselves and die like you know the one, yeah the one the guy tries to plow into her and drives off you know the edge of the the parking garage yeah to a building across the street which I don't know. I kind of lost my point there. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> go. But but the other one was, uh, you know, where she's menacing them in the graveyard, and they fall into a grave, and she just pushes down a yeah. tombstone onto them. Yeah, very creep show. Right. Yeah. But it's like you know, there's not a there's not a lot of physicality to to what she's doing in, in no. there, which is strange. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I, I'm not expecting, I, there, I have no reason to expect that you know it's going to turn into like Candyman, where she guts the person with her yeah. with their sight. But, but she never really uses it for anything, right? Yeah. yeah. And when you're, when you know you you have a sight like that, and you know it's it's on your right hand, and you know it's uh, she's probably a right right handed person, so it's like you you took took yourself out of the game a lot by having yeah. never really used it yeah yeah and then but she's actually by planning to use it the she's, joker 
disables right. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. She just kind of shakes it menacingly at people and goes, Ooh. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> right. But I think it's supposed <laughs> to be a clue. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think it's supposed to be a clue that it's Andrea, not uh, an actual, like, good vigilante. Right. Um, you know, that there are no match for him. Um, which is actually in Mystery of the Batwoman. That one was mm-hmm. uh, supposed to be the same thing, where it was which of these three women that Batman just met is mm-hmm. Batwoman. Turns right. out it's all three of them. But as they go through, it's like they're showing uh, little clues. It's like their proficiency in combat is one of the clues that, you know, right. when he finds out this, you know, young woman is actually quite athletic, he's like, hmm, maybe she's the one. So, but no, I think it's supposed to be a little bit of a, a tell that it's uh it's not somebody like batman level right um but just, well, just having a little bit more physicality would probably help out a lot and i'm yeah. not saying she should you know be like batman where she's a fucking ninja but uh right yeah although in batman world you everybody can be right so you know in fact they do it they did actually establish she was good at she knew judo Right, so, that was kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, maybe she said, we're like, okay, she knows a little bit, you know, she's like, I had self-defense classes, but right. I mean, in Batman world or the DC universe, it could just be like, I don't know, he walked off for like a year. Yeah, he was the next mountain back. over training, you know. Yeah, exactly, you know, anybody could just be like, anybody who went to like, you know, if you went to the Himalayas for a month, you'd right. come back with some sort of martial art, you know. Right. You'd meet some wise old man who'd teach you uh, the art of, you know, Fist is that not how do. it happens? Yeah, I, I I think it's just bestow. I think if you if you pay the the money, right, uh, you go to karate class and then they they just give it to you. I think with an amulet. Right. Yeah, it's like double dragon. Because I mean, I've been watching a lot of kung fu movies recently, so I, I assume that's how it about works. Like you just, yeah, well, you, you find yeah. you find a, a Shaolin temple and you just you know all of a sudden you're trained and you're yeah just the best at everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I miss the I, I would rather have the the training montage where it's just like right. I do a lot of hard work within like 30 seconds. And then right. I'm like, all right, I'm buff and ready to fight Ivan Drago. You do a lot of punching your hands into the sand, buckets full of sand. Yeah. What yeah. I, I found. And then, you know, yeah. all of a sudden you have iron yeah. fists. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's I thought that's how it worked. But but no, right. I mean, that's how it does work in DC Comics where you could just be like, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, like, well, you know, where did you learn to fight? She'd be like, oh, I went and. I went to China for like a holiday and right. came back a came back a kung fu master and he would have just been like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll buy that. Yeah, but Batman didn't only do that, he also learned magic. So, you know. That's true. Like close up magic. So he's got that going for him. Didn't yeah. he learn that from Zatanna's father? He did. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a retcon, but yes. Right. Um, but yeah, that's how it happened. He had uh, actually they uh in later years started developing the idea that he and Zatanna were like had dated. Yeah. Right. Uh and that uh he was sort of offered the opportunity to become a magic wielder. Right. And uh but he couldn't wrap his head around it because he believed in the hard facts right and science. But yeah, they, they did establish that at some point. But yeah, he did do close up magic and he was taught to her by by Satana's father. No. Yeah. So well, any any final thoughts on this? Well, I wanted to mention you had mentioned uh uh you know, they don't talk uh, about her background or you know, she's right. not, there's not more done with her. Uh and I was like at the end of the movie never establishes the cops. 
being off his back either. No. Uh, it just kind of cuts to like the, the bat signal goes on and he goes, and I'm like, wait, wait where's he going? Right. Like, they tried to kill him two days ago. Yeah. But no, they never do. Uh, but no, I mean. I yeah, guess Commissioner way, Gordon just finally, you know, called him up and said, okay, you know, I, I, well, I guess after the red tape, you're, you're fine now. I guess it would have ended up that, yeah. And that or Batman would have prevented up providing the evidence that cleared right. him. We just didn't see that scene. So yeah. it was just a little, but he fun. never, just we never saw the scene where he got it either i mean no as far as we know like everything blew up yeah let's add to that yeah yeah so yeah <laughs> i mean other than uh that's uh, that the, was how he proved he didn't do it he's like well the phantasm died in the explosion so i i didn't die yeah um so therefore by transitive properties i i'm innocent well he would have he would have gathered the evidence i right. mean like yeah but no i mean eventually been like well it wasn't me it was right. her uh, or at, by the time the Joker gets involved, I would assume, just assume it's him. Right. But um, I do feel like this movie was missing that too. I wanted Joker to, uh, when the guy says like jo- Batman's killing people, Joker saying, oh, no, that's not yeah, him. Yeah. I guess but, if it was in the real world, they would have swept a lot of things under the rug just by saying it was the Joker. Joker did yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I should wish that, that we had an opportunity for Joker to uh, right. to know Batman a little better in uh, yeah. this narrative but but no as far as five lots of it's a great film um right it was a lot of fun to watch again uh probably yeah. been about 25 years kevin um, conroy is just astounding in this i mean yeah. as he always is yeah kevin conroy is it was was an exceptional voice actor and mm. uh and it's one of those voices that when you heard it you were like that's what it sounds like right you know, if when you were reading when you're reading a Batman comic book, it's you hear Kevin. It's Cowell. his voice, yeah. Yeah, um, maybe you don't now when you're older, but uh, if you're if you're younger now, maybe you don't. I but if you were, I still kind of do. I still kind of. Yeah. Well, know. I meant I meant uh, if you if you were younger than us now, right? You know, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You and might you're not, not aware of. Yeah, you may not be aware right. of Kevin Conroy's work, but uh, if, if you're you, not, go check it out. Jeez. Yeah, but no, it really yeah, is because it's it. like. When you hear him do the voice, you're like, that's what it sounds like. Right. That's what Batman sounds like. Um, As the kids say, nail it. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed no, it. it's great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Kevin Conroy is, uh, was wonderful in it um, and, um, you know, made a lot of uh, made a lot of difference in our lives. So mm-hmm. uh, so we uh, we wish him a rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, any other as far as style thoughts, I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, it was a it's a really fun movie to watch. It's right. uh, brief, thing, brief, yeah. blessedly brief, uh, compared to other comic book related media. You can if actually you watch this in like a minute and fifteen. So. Yeah, I was gonna say, and if you haven't seen it, um, <laughs> you don't really need to know anything going into it. No, um, you don't have to be aware of you. I mean. You'll you'll be aware of the show, but you don't have to know the show. You don't have to watch the show to, no. to get everything out of this. You don't have to, you know. You just have to know who Batman is, and I think everybody in the universe knows who Batman is by this point. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah that's all you mean. It's, it's worth yeah. checking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, again, it's some great. There's some great scenes that are very, very uh, like the perfect Batman scenes, like the the cemetery like scene the chase, you right? Yeah, and the chase, which are very. Very interesting takes on the character that we don't see very right. often. So it's it's worth it to kind of, I think, if nothing else, it fleshes out the Batman mythos, you know, who right. he is in a in an interesting way that uh I don't think it ever been done before or since. So no. 
in terms of deconstructing the character on a uh and where the line between him and Bruce Wayne is uh it's definitely worth it for that in fact that's the primary reason why it's worth it um but yeah, yeah. it's just a fun little animated uh animated film that it's uh it's mature enough to be of interest to older people but it's still you know generally cool and things blow right. up enough for younger re- uh, younger viewers so if you happen to be a parent you're our yeah. age you know show it to the kid the kid might dig it yeah but and you know once again fuck cancer um yeah i did right. while while we were talking about this look it up and he did die from cancer. cancer yeah yeah i figured as much died 66 it's usually yeah. cancer yeah right um yeah but yeah i guess that concludes us for this episode mm-hmm. i think you held together remarkably well despite you know some uh problems that we had yeah i guess <laughs> yeah well it wasn't too bad it wasn't anything no. like our last one yeah but yeah i don't know it seems like we always get the uh the gremlins in the in the podcast Lately, yeah, we're been, weeks, we've been, you know? yeah, we've been having some. Issues we were good so, for a while, and then it, yeah. it, it happened again. But anyways, um, I want to thank you for listening. You know, tell your friends about us if you haven't, you know, already. Uh, listen, you know, tell them to give us a listen. They might like us. Uh, come, come at us and uh, tell us we're wrong about who who's the best Batman. You know, yeah, we're Michael Keaton. We're always there. Yep. <laughs> Are we in agreement on that? I actually. No, Mike, no, no. This is the best Batman. Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy is the best Batman. Um, yeah. Michael Keaton's the best live action Batman. I okay. Think, uh, for my money. All right. But you know, it's good because they're two different universes. We can, uh, we can, we can hop out and say that Every, Yeah, they're all good at there's, Batman. There's yeah. a live action, and there's a. If there hasn't really been a bad one, has there? Not really. I can't no. think of one. I mean, like, if unless you want to be like that that geek and be like Adam West, but no, I mean, like, he no, was, I mean, that Adam West he was, was doing awesome Adam West, Batman. yeah, right, yeah, he was just doing Adam West, but yeah. right. But anyways, uh, thank you for listening. Um, you know, as always, we just got through another election. It wasn't yeah. as bad as we had feared. Um, still not great. Still not great. <laughs> yeah. We may have, we may be at a, it may be a lateral move, but yeah. Right. So you know, just watch out for each other. Uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of people watching out for people. So yeah. if you know somebody, watch their backs. Yeah, and they'll hopefully they'll watch yours. Uh, yep. But with that, I just want to say, you know, be kind, rewind, but mostly be kind. Thank you.